Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 105 of the Big Boo Cast. This is going to be a very special royal wedding episode. The wedding between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is this Saturday and it should come as no surprise to you that Melanie and I are all about it. So on this episode, we're going to speculate like it's our full-time job. Also, can we please reflect on the lifetime made for television movie about Harry and Meghan's love story. There's so much to dig into. So we're going to get to all that in just a second. But before we do, I want to take just a minute to talk to you about one of our sponsors for this episode, Canada. As y'all know, Melanie and I are crazy about our dogs. Hazel, Piper, Mabel, they are huge parts of our family. So we are crazy about Canada because good food keeps your dog happy and healthy. Canada is an independent and family owned pet food company who uses the same care and the same quality ingredients they want for their own pets when making their pet foods. In keeping with their commitment to pets and their people, Canada has taken the first steps at Canada Farms to getting involved in growing some of the ingredients they use. Hazel tried Canada for the first time about six weeks ago and she was instantly smitten. She would go into the pantry when it was not time for her to eat and try to rustle up that bag. She would scour all along the floor trying to find a stray little kibble. She loves it. So if you would like for your dog to try Canada, go to Canada.com slash podcast to try Canada for free and request a free sample. Plus, you'll get other special offers. That's C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast to try Canada for free. Alrighty, y'all. Don't forget, if you would like to keep up with Melanie and me at times when we're not actually playing on your phone or on your car stereo or on your headphones, you can do that on social media. On Twitter, you can find Melanie at Big Mama. You can find me at Boo Mama. And on Instagram, you can find Melanie at Melanie Shankle. And you can find me at Boo Mama 205. Here we go with all the royal goodness. We're so glad you're here with us. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And this is a special royal wedding episode of the podcast. It is. I kind of, I like the way I felt like your voice kind of almost took on like a, a more serious tone. It's a the royal wedding episode of the podcast. It, it is a very serious time. It's. Yes, it is. It's a momentous time in our, in our culture, in history. Yes. And I don't know, are you plan, are you planning to wake up Saturday? This is really important. Are you going to wake up Saturday morning? Or are you going to record it? Here's my dilemma. You know, we're going to be in College Station for a soccer tournament. 
Right. So our Caroline's first game is at 930, which means we have to be at the field at 845. So technically, and I'm staying at Honey and Biggs. So I talked to okay. Honey today and we were talking about our plan. And I, this is why I love Honey, because this was her comment. She said, I'm planning on recording the wedding and telling myself I'm going to watch it later. She goes, but I have a feeling I'm going to go to bed that night and it's going to be like when I go to Las Vegas and I'm going to know that there is fun waiting for me and I'm going to pop out of bed at 4.30 in the morning because I'm going to need mm-hmm. to start watching the wedding. And so she said, mm-hmm. I could envision that you and I might be drinking mimosas on my couch by 6 a.m. And I was like, honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad plan. I think I, I, think I want to wake up for it. And I have a couple of reasons why. Okay, tell us. Well, one reason is because if I wake up and I watch it live, I get to watch it without commentary. Yes, that's true. And and so there's something that I, I like about the thought of getting up and fixing some coffee and getting in my chair and having a blanket and just and just soaking it all in. Yes. And the other part of that is that I did when I was a little girl, I woke up in the middle of the night to watch yes. Charles and Diana get married. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And I mm-hmm. took my cassette player and I put it up next to the television <laughs> and I made a cassette recording of the whole thing. Uh-huh. That's called a Mississippi VCR. <laughs> That's exactly, <laughs> That's what that That's is. exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly uh-huh. right. I also remember getting up early to watch, I guess I was in fifth grade, I guess, or maybe the summer. Would that be the summer before fifth grade or sixth grade? I can't remember. But Somewhere I do, in there. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I do remember watching because back then, if you didn't watch it live, I mean, you couldn't, there really wasn't a way to not, to, I mean, to see it. I mean, it wasn't like it was going to be repeated ad nauseum. I mean, we certainly right. weren't sophisticated enough to get the BBC with our rabbit ears. No, no, there was no, there was no option. And I'm, I watched that sucker on ABC. I remember. And Joan London. I remember. Oh, look at that. See, you remember more than I do. I don't remember who, but I just remember seeing her dress and the and the whole thing was the most glamorous thing I'd ever seen. And then I watched Fergie and and Prince Andrew's wedding too when that yes. happened years later. And then we both watched Kate and William's wedding several years oh. back, which was to die for. So good. So good. It was to die for. It was the best. Um, it's really going to be so hard to top that entire extravaganza, I feel mm-hmm. like. So so I want to. I think I want to get up and, and watch it. I do have to speak at a luncheon for our senior girls later that morning. So okay. I feel like maybe it wouldn't really be the worst thing to wake up early, to watch the wedding, mm-hmm. to get dressed, mm-hmm. go to the luncheon, and then come home and take a nap. I think that's a good plan. I I feel good about that. I I feel like I part of me would like to watch it. I laughed because I did tell Honey. I said, you know, if we watch this, so I have to tell you. I don't know if I mentioned that when I did the podcast live, whenever that was two weeks ago, um, somebody had been in England and they brought me back a Harry and Meghan commemorative Christmas ornament. Okay. Um, for my Christmas tree, which I'm okay. really excited about. And when I got home. I showed it to Perry. I said, look what somebody brought me. And he goes, who are Harry and Meghan? Okay. So that's what I'm dealing with, too. So he certainly is not going to understand if I set my alarm and get up at 4.30 to start watching royal wedding coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily want to, when you get back to San Antonio, you don't necessarily want to watch that DVR coverage with him around. around. No. I mean, that's kind of why in my mind I have thought... I've set it to record on two different. I've set it to record on NBC. Okay. And also because I like Kathy Lee and Hoda, and I feel like I feel good about them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then I have also set it to record on the BBC because I feel like that'll give it an air of authenticity because everything yes. will have a British accent. Yes. So I've got two different options. My plan is really to spend my Monday with a cup of coffee on my couch watching all of that coverage from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Yeah, I would say I'm the same. I will be the same network combo. I will be NBC because, again, mm-hmm. of the, the Kathy Lee and Hoda um, factor. And then I will also be BBC America because I do need to hear the British accents in that I thing. Agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, th- I felt like those were my best options. I felt like when I looked at all the different viewing options, those were the two I felt the most I felt the best about. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I I will say I've I've thought to myself, should I make a breakfast casserole? You know, like should I, mm, yeah. Should I, I mean, should I should I have something special for myself? Yeah. And I don't know. And then I thought about like should I should I have some girls from school come over? But then I decided that would might be weird because like it's real early. Um, yeah. yeah. But I just like you kind of want to watch it with other girls but that's an early that's an early time to get up and collect yourself to be in the company of other people it is it is I mean I think it's a commitment I almost feel like you would be better off maybe see if I had been in college I would have just stayed up all night Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah I can't do that now though no are you kidding I mean yeah it's it's really tough I I don't know I'm torn I feel like because here's the thing. I know that if I wait until Monday to watch all of it, I'm going to see the dress because I'm not going to be able to wait until mm. Monday to see the pictures and to see what it all looks like. Um, I don't know. I'm just, it's a, it's a real dilemma. So, okay, let's, let's get into that a little bit because I'm curious as to what you think the dress is going to, what do you think the dress is going to be like? And what do you think the hair is going to be like? Because I have, I have some thoughts but oh, I want to okay. hear, hear what your thoughts are. Here's what I think. I think that she's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. I think the dress is going to be um, simple and Me sophisticated. Too. I think it's going to be very elegant. I think that's her style. I mm-hmm. think she's very streamlined, very not froofy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it will be, I think it'll be beautiful. Like I have no doubt I'm going to love her dress. I feel solid about that choice. And I don't feel like it'll be as minimalist as like a Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. Okay. Because I don't think you can do that for a royal wedding. Okay. Um, but I do think it's going to be very sleek and very elegant. I would guess that she is going to have her hair pulled back in some form. I picture, okay, so you know how, have you seen all the stuff about how she's really broken protocol with wearing her hair like up in a bun? Have you seen any yes. of that stuff? Well, of course, because Lifetime had the Royal Rebels. <laughs> oh, the no, countdown okay. to the 10 ways, the Royal uh-huh. Rebels, which we'll get to that later. But yes, yes, we will. yes we will. her messy bun is very counterintuitive to the Royal Protocol. So I almost think I can see her like with her hair pulled back, like, you know, like in a low bun or something like that, or, uh-huh. or uh, some, I don't know that she's. Not that she would do like an elaborate braid, but but some sort of sleek-ish updo. I can kind of see her doing that, like pulling it off yes. of her face. I can't picture her like Kate with her hair like falling down, down. around her. I can't. But but the but again, I have not talked to her. So no. Well, she hasn't really let us in on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be gorgeous if she wore it down with a tiara. Like I think it would be 
to die for. Mm -hmm. But I tend to picture her with her hair back in some sort of formation is what I'm thinking. I do too. Um, But I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be fussy. I think it's going to be very natural. No, I don't think it will be lots of curls or I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I think it will be simple. I also picture, and again, I think Meghan Markle has a very, like you said, her style is really simple and classic. Mm -hmm. So when I think of her gown, I really do think of a, a really beautiful silk gown that is, I almost picture her not quite sleeveless, but maybe just with the tiniest of cap sleeves, like yes. like that comes up over on the edge of her shoulders, mm-hmm. with a, a V in the front and a V in the back. I don't know what kind of embellishment she might have, or maybe that's a lace situation to make it sort of royal ready. But I don't, yeah. I can't picture her with a lot of sleeves or with no. a, with a big skirt. I just for some reason I see her. In a in a very s- sort of simple silhouette, not necessarily like the 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 Carolyn Bassett skirt, if I remember correctly, was just a straight skirt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I yeah, see more of an A line a- with Meghan Markle. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I've, I I kind of tend to agree with that. I mean, I think it could have because I think my understanding is, which they are the royal rebels, so they certainly could break this sure. rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do strapless if you're a royal bride, right? Which is why I think you'll get. I just kind of can picture that she would have straps that go slightly over onto mm-hmm. the edge of her shoulders. I agree with that, and I think it will have some lace detailing mm-hmm. and I think it may have some beading. Um, but I think it'll be very simple. I don't think there'll be anything about it. That's fussy. I picture V neck, not, not a, what do you call the round neck? Like, a, Oh yeah. Like a scoop kind of no scoop. I picture V no sweetheart, mm-hmm. no sweetheart neckline. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, I had read. Okay. So at one point I had read an article that they said that David Emmanuel, who apparently designed uh, Princess Diana's gown was seen left leaving the palace with a big smile on his face. Okay. So people speculated that they might have gotten the nod to do the gown kind of as an homage to Princess Diana. Well, that would Here's be very special, but it can't it be, be that very big. Special. It can't be that big. No, David Emanuel, you're going to have to pull it together. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to scale it way down. So I think, so if it is that, but then I think, but I've also heard Alexander McQueen. I've heard Stella McCartney. I've even heard Burberry. So it'll be interesting to see who, and I've heard Erdem, which to me, all of those would lead to like a more scaled down, mm-hmm. simple dress. Mm-hmm. I agree. I kind of hope it's not Stella McCartney because I don't really trust her. I don't not I don't, personally. No. Not personally. I don't know her. Right. She hasn't like she hasn't like done me wrong in business or anything. Right. I'm just saying I don't trust her aesthetic as much as I would an Alexander McQueen or a Burberry or an Erdem. Right. What I'm because I think Stella McCartney can go edgy. And I don't think this is when you mm-hmm. want to go edgy. Maybe maybe David Emmanuel was doing like the maybe he was doing the 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 attendance. Oh, sorry. Alex, oh, maybe so. Maybe he's doing the flower girls and the, the attendance, that whole thing. Maybe so. Maybe so. That's a that good call. So, yeah, it would be good. So maybe he's doing Charlotte. Do it. Okay. So here's my thing. Do we think Charlotte and George will be in the wedding as little children? Because you know the British love their little children in the wedding. I saw a list of who the attendants would be, but I don't think they were on it. Okay. Okay. Because they were in Pippa's. Well, they were in Pippa's. Hold on. Let me pull up the list. Um, 
It's Lady. I, I'm probably there's one named Lady Sarah Jane something. Oh, Sarah Jane Armstrong was in was in Diana's wedding. Okay, so who? who this no, is, there's another one. Um. Okay, so there is. Oh, Princess Charlotte is in it. Oh, what well, delightful! Princess Charlotte and Prince George will have ro- roles in the royal wedding, and then Ivy Mulroney. I don't know Ivy. Um, no, and. The Brian and John Mulroney will serve as page boys. So there's all these children who are going to be in it. So okay. that will be a the Mulroney family. Mm-hmm. Very important. I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but they're they're pivotal. They are. They're 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 major players on this on this okay. major day. So I think okay. that will be delightful. I can't wait. And I, here's the thing. I'm, here's what I'm going to call Charlotte's going to nail this deal. Oh, for sure. Charlotte. She's a pro. Charlotte's like the like the best thing that family has going right now mm-hmm. i mean the fact that at three she knows to turn around and wave to the press as she walks into the hospital mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean listen they, i mean george may want to just go ahead and pass the throne down to charlotte okay so megan markle has not had the week maybe that you would want to have on, before your wedding <sighs> listen i feel you know i feel for megan markle mm-hmm. because here's the thing that's like Every family, I feel like there's always a little bit of family drama before a big event, but I feel like this to me is my worst nightmare where you're like, well, everybody has raised up. It's bad enough that her half sister has already signed this book deal for a book called Princess Pushy, apparently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But then to have your dad like stage these photos, like what, what is happening? Walk around with his free weights. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like he's looking at a guidebook to Great Britain. I mean, I... I don't understand. I feel like he's getting really bad advice. Well, maybe this is why the relationship has, has from based on at least what we've read has been difficult. Yes. He, yes. <clears throat> hold on. And I feel for her. Doors, yeah. Hazel's barking. Hold okay. on. Okay. Okay. So anyway. All right. Okay. So, so he's got the pictures of the, of him with the free weights. He's got the pictures of him with the guidebook of England. There was a picture yes. of him, I think, getting fitted for a suit. Oh, uh, I mean, I just, and here's what you wonder, like, now that we've watched The Crown, which I feel like basically is essentially like being related to Queen Elizabeth, if you've watched The Crown, like, like, what is the royal family? Are they like, seriously, like, what are, what are we dealing with? Because I feel like, here's the thing. Number one, they need to write a letter to the Middletons and say, thank you Mm -hmm. for keeping it together. Thank you. You are precious. Yes. Thank you for being so low profile Mm -hmm. and easy. But I also feel for Megan because I'm like, I cannot even imagine just all the drama that and just the ins and outs and just how mortified she feels. And you're like, here's what you can't control. Your crazy family. No, you can't. You cannot control your family. You cannot control those places where maybe there have historically been issues. You cannot prevent those issues from cropping up low yet again, your wedding week. But Yes. Part of me wonders, and again, I'm just here to speculate. I have no facts. Yeah, I we get that. Part of me wonders, though, <laughs> is when this happened with her daddy, if she was just like, eh, figures, you know? Yeah. I mean, I th- you know, I mean, having some dysfunctional family dynamics myself, I feel like there are things that you just kind of go, well, I pretty much could have called yes, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I saw this coming, um, but it still doesn't take away because you would think, here's my thing. You would think like, Hey, 
maybe since I'm marrying like the Prince of England, mm-hmm. we can all hold it together. We can keep it maybe together. we can just five more days. We can everybody just yes, mm-hmm. we can pull this thing together, and maybe it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it gets real tricky because I think those older half siblings. And if there's already been animosity there, and she said repeatedly, she's never really had a relationship with them. It appears by all accounts, even before this happened. I mean, I feel like she's always been pretty clear that her mom was and is the stable factor Mm -hmm. in her Mm -hmm. life. Well, I am, I'm sorry for her. One, just family dynamics that are tricky, that can be difficult just on its own. I'm sorry for her, but it's magnified to the degree it's magnified by people like us who are talking about it on a podcast. Uh, (laughs) perhaps we're part of the problem and then the third thing i'm sorry about is like she he was gonna walk her down the aisle and yes from that perspective alone i'm I'm, sorry i don't know you but that was kind of a garbage move so yeah so i hope that despite all that has happened i have maybe it honestly maybe it feels like a little bit of relief because you know what i think probably if you have a dysfunctional dynamic like that you probably spend most of that weekend wondering and we have read the royal we we know like you yeah spend most of that weekend wondering if something's going to go south and at least you know well it went south beforehand it's not going to be a factor anymore yeah yeah, we're done. It went south. This is done. I really hope, here's what I hope. I don't know what they're going to decide to do. I would love to see her mother walk her down the I aisle. I would too. I would too. I would love to see her. I feel her. like that would be that would be royal rebellion number 12. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this because you've mentioned it a couple of times. So <laughs> we both watch the Prince, the, the <laughs> Harry and Meghan, a love, a love story or whatever it was called, yes, a royal love story. Whatever it was called. A royal romance or yeah, whatever. a royal romance mm-hmm. on Lifetime earlier in the week. But after that was a, a Lifetime. I don't, I don't know what this thing was. It reminded me of something I would have seen on, on like VH1 back in about 1992. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Because it had, the graphics were very hot the pink. graphics. Royal Rebels, number yeah, eight. Yeah, it was, it was like, like mm-hmm. it, was, it was like E, you know, remember like uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day uh-huh. when you had a true Hollywood story. And, and you had vague descriptions of people who they were just like, so-and-so friend of Harry's. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, I probably I not. Know, um, how, how do we characterize friends? Or or yeah. Markle's former manager. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you're like, hmm, I don't know. And you know who shows up on a lot of stuff is that Paul Burrell, who was Lady Diana's butler. Like, former yes, butler. Yes, I, And I'm like, it sure does seem like he's cashed in on this deal, which, I mean, listen, whatever. But I just, I'm saying he seems to pop up on a lot of here's stuff. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're ever in a situation where for some reason you were on the international news, or like you're, you're about yeah. to do something that is internationally noteworthy. I'm going on Lifetime show. I like I'm going on Lifetime show and I'm going to comment yeah. on the things related to you. I'm just I'm laying it out there right now. It would be the, the great joy of my life. I give you permission uh-huh. to do it as long as I get to do the same. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, I, I knew Sophie Hudson when she blah, blah, blah. That's, that's my claim to you fame. You need one person who's going to at least throw something accurate out there. So yeah, that's true. So I will be, I can be at that point, whatever you're about to do that's internationally noteworthy, which I mean, let's be honest, we're in our forties. So, I mean, you're going to have to discover a vaccine or something. I think at this point, <laughs> which, which would require me to do something besides watch Netflix. So I, maybe that's probably, gonna maybe happen. you'll write a screenplay. I don't know. 
Probably. There's a good chance of that. I feel real good about that. Maybe, maybe the, 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 there'll be a nobody's cuter than you movie. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, who knows? I I wanted to say like Sophie Hudson and then underneath either podcast co-host with Melanie Shankle. Yes. Or, um, or blogging friend or, 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 author friend of Melanie Shankle. I wanted I, I wanted to say something. And I want to be I want to be very serious about mundane details of your life that are really nobody's business. Like yeah. this is what was happening on the Royal Rebels thing. Like Melanie was wearing scarves when no one was wearing scarves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the trends it. all indicated that people should not be wearing scarves at that time, but Melanie wore scarves with abandon. Like it was that's like, right. like we should all just be shocked at the things that have yeah. happened. Yes. I mean, the messy bun alone. I mean, that was Royal Rebellion number mm-hmm. six. And it was like, Megan wears a messy bun. And I'm like, I listen, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all can find me any day <laughs> of the week in San Antonio wearing a messy bun. That's right. Any day. Mm-hmm. That's where I live. With the messy mm-hmm. bun, uh, they, they were ridiculous. I mean, it was really—I I don't even know—I don't even know how to describe. But yet, I sat there, and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder. I wonder what's next." Yeah, I—I I mean, listen, I couldn't wait to hear all the royal rebellions. I can't remember what they all are now. Either. She wore pants to something. She wore pants. She wears a messy bun. Oh, uh, it was her engagement um, photos. She. They were yes, they were. She held his face. You could see the affection yes. between them, and of course, then they put up a picture of Charles and Diana standing on some steps, looking like strangers. Uh, <laughs> yes, which which now we know they were. Yeah. I mean, guess what? They they weren't holding back with their passion. That's really how they felt about each other. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm supposed to marry you. Here we go. That's why she was wearing that blue yeah. suit that you look back and go, mm. Mm, maybe his mom wearing that yeah suit. i mean but it was you know that she she touched his face that um that that she wore something that was not necessarily sensible in those pictures like she she brought it with know. the fashion in those pictures yeah way more so than even kate did so it was all yeah. stuff like that and of course i was there for every bit of it Oh, absolutely. Every bit of royal rebellion I could get, I wanted to know. You know what I thought was interesting is they talked about, of course, her being a 36-year-old divorced, like, you know, that she, it was American, Mm -hmm. you know, that it was a whole. And here's what I kept thinking during this whole deal. Do you think somewhere Britney Spears is thinking, dang, I didn't know that I could have done that? I mean, seriously, like, had I known that Prince Harry was perhaps in my grasp, which I mean, not really, because she's been barefoot in a gas station. So that would have eliminated her. If life has taught us nothing, never underestimate Brittany. Do not underestimate Brittany. No, listen, she has shaved her head. She's walked barefoot in a gas station and she is back. I mean, but I'm just saying, I kept thinking, somewhere did Brittany go, if I had known that as a 36-year-old American entertainer mm-hmm. slash divorcee that Prince Harry was in my reach, I would have made a bigger play mm-hmm. for that. Perhaps. That's just what that was a thought that crossed my Perhaps. mind. Perhaps. Yes. Actresses mm-hmm. and entertainers everywhere thought, well, dang. Mm-hmm. I didn't I what mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. I figured he was gonna have to marry some countess of something, and I didn't know that. If my fashion designer friend had set me up with him, that I too could be a royal bride. 
if you've listened to the podcast for any time at all, you know that Melanie and I have a slight obsession with new beauty products and fashion finds and things that just in general make our lives a little bit more pleasant and easy. So you can imagine how delighted we were when we finally got to try FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full size, that would be full size, beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. There are tons of celebrity fans. And more than anything, y'all, when you receive your FabFitFun box in the mail, it's kind of like Christmas. And in this case, Christmas comes four times a year. I recently got my first FabFitFun box, and I felt like what I needed to do at first was just honor it by gazing upon it and and wondering what was inside. And then when I finally opened it, I was so delighted by what I found. So many cute things for spring. So many useful, practical, full-size, again, I want to emphasize the full-size, full-size things that are so fun to try and, and put a little pep in your step on a day when you just want a little something new. In a FabFitFun box, you might find skincare from Kate Somerville or Dr. Brandt. You might find fashion items from Michael Stars or Trina Turk. You might find beauty products from Tarte or Moroccan Oil or Zoya. All that to say, the Spring Editor's Box is epic and I cannot wait for the Summer Box. You can't wait for it too. So don't miss out because they sell out fast. Check out fabfitfun.com and use the code BIGBOO so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99, even though it has over $200 worth of product inside. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the promo code BIGBOO. What a great way to treat yourself, to try new products, and to find new stuff that you love. Alrighty. Here we go, back to episode 105. So did we know for sure that it was the fashion designer friend who set them up? (laughs) It was in the movie. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say. And we'll get to the movie in a second. I have always somehow, this again, there's absolutely no truth. Or no known truth mm-hmm. to what I'm about to say. I am, as I, I've made clear, I am only here to speculate. But somewhere yes. in my mind, I have always felt like Michelle Obama set them up. Yes, that, okay. I feel like we heard that somewhere early on and nobody can say that. Like you can't, I don't know why you can't say Michelle Obama. I mean, what does it matter now? But I do feel like that to me feels, I think they fell back on that but did they maybe allude to that in their engagement well interview I feel like I don't know that anybody said that she set them up but I feel like it's the only person we've heard of repeatedly that the Obamas are the only people we've heard of repeatedly who are mutual friends who were their mutual friends beforehand and I feel like there's great affection for the Obamas from the royal family and I think we've all seen the pictures of President Obama, like with with George, like these these adorable pictures of yes. him and George when he they went to England, and so in my head I'm like, oh, Michelle Obama totally set them up, but I but like I need yeah. her to take credit for that if it happened, 
because it would well, delight I, me to know. I don't know end. why you I wouldn't. Mean, I would take credit for what? the rest of my life if it were me. It would, listen, if I were Michelle Obama and people said, and I had really done that, if people said, weren't you the first lady? I would be like, um, yeah, but I set up Harry That's and Megan. Right. I mean, that to me would be the penultimate moment of my life. Like, why would you, who cares? Like, so you were first lady, but what you really mm-hmm. did was set up Megan mm-hmm. and Harry. So. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've heard that too. And I think that they defaulted to the fashion designer friend because I do think they have a mutual friend in this fashion designer. But I find it hard to believe that Harry would have gone on a blind date just with somebody that a fashion designer friend had set him up with. But you heard heard on Royal Rebels, I'm sure, that her former manager. (laughs) Yes. Her former blogging friend slash podcast partner yes. said that she was that she told her. Well, she said she told her that she had a date, and when and when the former manager said, "Who do you have a date with?" She said, "Harry." So, mm. so allegedly, it wasn't just a huge secret. I guess she told some people she was going out with him. I don't know. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I just. I just, I wish at some point there would be a book that would just lay all of that out for me. And I don't know why I feel like I need to know it. It's none of my business. Yeah. But I I mean, I feel like I wish that Michelle Obama would go ahead and claim the credit if she did in fact do this, which I do feel like she is the only, I feel like it would take a higher level person. I feel like in the, in the chain. Yes. I feel like you really, I mean, I, if you were going to get set up with a, a potentially with a member of a royal family, I think it takes somebody with some level of diplomacy almost to make that happen. I don't. I don't know. Yes. This, yes. Again, I agree. I to- This I is merely agree. speculation. I, it is, but I feel like Michelle Obama can. I, I feel like in my heart, I agree with you. Okay, so I what we're like saying is Michelle Obama set him up. Yeah, okay. for sure. And I feel like that that's the that's the untold story. So let's just okay. go with that. Hashtag Michelle set him up. Yes. Okay. I feel good about that. Okay. All right. Yep. So let's talk about the movie. Because here's what I want to tell everybody. Now, I am not yeah. one to to watch a lot of lifetime movies, though I did watch several back at Christmas time just really to escape the news more than anything. Yes. And so I so I, I know that whole genre. Um it was I, I don't even know how to describe what I saw in this particular movie. It was it, well, okay, so first of all, I thought they did a really good job. I'll be positive. They did a really good job. Like I thought he the guy who played Harry was darling. I thought the yes. the woman who played Meghan Markle was beautiful. Yes. And I thought she looked a lot I like Meghan Markle. I felt like they did a really good job of, I mean, the Harry was a stretch, but he was, he was cute. And I, I heard later he had dyed his hair red to be a ginger, but I, I felt like that coupling was pretty good casting, mm-hmm. especially the, I can't remember her name right now, the actress, but I thought she did a phenomenal job. And I thought she was a good actress. I did too. The acting never made me uncomfortable. The, the, the script no. sometimes did. Well, for sure it did because, um, well, first of all, okay, let's talk about the casting. Um, William was like they pulled some guy off the street and said, hey, would you like to be Prince William in a movie? 
And he said, sure. I'm sure he's lovely. There wasn't one thing about him, nor the actress Kate. that played Kate. And they were so sour, first uh-huh. of all. Uh-huh. They were... I mean, like, I'm like, what are we, why are we all of a sudden, like, making them, like, I just throw Kate out in public. I'm like, what about their relationship has ever made you feel like William just throws Kate out in public to make himself look good? And who is this guy? I mean, I'm sorry. My husband looks more like <laughs> Prince William than that actor who played him in the movie. I don't, By which I mean, Perry doesn't look like Prince William at all. I don't, I don't, I mean, that was, that was something. And for some reason, the people who played Charles and Camilla... <laughs> because first of all the whole thing looked like it was shot in a holiday Inn express conference room like that whole movie looked like stop i'm choking i just took a drink i can't look like they just rented one out for a week or so they segmented that the, the, the largest conference room they pulled the screen back to give them a little space but like there was nothing yeah. about that except maybe the the part where they went to see the queen for permission, which at that point it just looked like they were in a library. Uh, <laughs> the sets. But that queen, that queen looked like your crazy Aunt Rosemary. I mean, she did. <laughs> oh, oh, but I'm gonna tell you the moment for me where well there were oh I feel like okay, well, I there, know. I've got a, I've got two moments. Okay. The first one okay. was was when Harry and Meghan were dancing and um, Crazy by Patsy Cline came on. I feel like that <laughs> never happened. You don't think Pippa played that at her wedding reception? I don't reception? feel like that ever happened. I really don't. No, I, I know. I felt like Patsy Cline was a weird choice. <laughs> like I thought... Okay, so they that was like free licensing or something because it's yes. an old song. And you know what it felt like to me too? Do you remember in Friday Night Lights, this is a deep dive right here. Do you remember in Friday Night Lights when um, Billy Riggins and uh, and Tyra's sister got married? Yes, yes. Matt Saracen realized that his grandma was sitting in the nursing home yes. and he went and got her and brought her to the reception. That's kind of, I feel like the writers of this movie saw that. And we're like, let's have Harry, let's have Charles tell Harry to go get Megan in the middle of this wedding reception. I'm like, uh-huh. that's not how it happened. Uh-uh. She was always invited to the wedding reception. She was there. We didn't get any pictures of it that I know of, but it wasn't like we just swooped in and decided like Prince Charles in this heroic moment with his wife that apparently was on the cast of Dynasty decided to invite her. That was that was some Linda Evans hair straight up. That was Crystal oh, Carrington. That was- That's some Crystal Carrington hair. And I don't know. I, I still don't know. I felt occasionally like Harry's accent went a little Irish. I don't know really what was happening yeah. there. But I, I, had, did. I had an equally difficult time with Camilla's accent at where I was like, yeah. Crystal Carrington, I don't know. I don't know no. what's happened and why you think you're British. But no. Mm-mm. No. I'm telling you, her agent called her and said, look, I know it's a stretch and you're going to have to wear a big hat, but mm-hmm. we're, you're going to be Camilla Parker Bowles. And she was like, but I don't look like her. And they're like, we're just going to flip your hair up on the end. <laughs> we're going to keep you some wings. 
and you're going to run with it, sister. Like, we're going to need you to meet us at the Holiday Inn Express in Binghamton, New York. That's right. At noon to <laughs> film the this trip in Rece- Binghamton, New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because that- I'm going to tell you, the real loser in that deal was Pippa. Because you want to go. If I were Pippa, I'd be like, um, my wedding reception looked a lot nicer than right. this. I didn't know I had my re- my my um, <laughs> my wedding reception in conference room B. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so that was the first thing but the second thing was the part where they were in africa no 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 ma'am go ahead and 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 megan was really trying to get harry to open up about his feelings about diana's death she was really and there were i felt like that was maybe the one scene where we had some we had some we had some acting going on yeah, she was really yes. trying to get him to open up and open up, and in a fit of emotion, he he runs out of their tent, and yes. um, he walks into the mm-hmm. to the grassy area behind the tent, and, and yes. suddenly he is face to face with a lion, who had the soul of his mother. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was it was. Who it took me right back to twenty four. Do you remember on 24 when Kim yeah. got in, in the in that mountain yeah, when she, when she saw that exactly it took me right back to 24 and uh-huh. that that when he, when confronted with the lion that they stared and then really just embraced um yeah. I mean, the lion had maybe walked off but there was no assurance that the lion wouldn't come back but no, I, no. It, but they felt good about that because the lion, he had told her he felt like he had seen when he was a boy mm-hmm. and Charles brought them to Africa. Mm-hmm. William told Charles to quit quoting the Lion King, which I'm sure yes, happened. Yes. Um, and then the lion confronted them. He felt very much like that was his mother in mm-hmm, the lion mm-hmm. looking at him. Number one, that was a male lion. Right. Number two, I feel like if you're going to have your loved ones... I love the thought of that every time you see a cardinal, that that's your loved one appearing to Uh you. Like, I like that. Like, that's them kind of showing you a little sign. The lion for Princess Diana, I'm going to be honest, felt like a stretch. I agree. I agree. Like, if I were Prince Harry, I would be apt to sue Lifetime for libel saying, don't make me look like an idiot. I didn't think my mom appeared to me Mm. in a lion. That was real. I mean, that was, that was maybe to me, that was really a special, a special moment. In the in the movie, it yeah. was just the way that whole yeah. thing was staged. It, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's precious. It felt it felt like a mm-hmm. lot. It felt like a stretch, um, and that they both just looked at the lion for a minute. You know, that they mm-hmm. stared at it I- incredulously. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then and then the other thing was the way it ended with the real footage. I'm like, no, no, yeah. uh. Uh-uh. I don't yeah. understand. Like I get, we had them in the car and then suddenly they get out of the car and it's, it's a footage of Meghan Markle and Harry. I don't know. It, it, I needed something different. No, they should have just had the fake couple mm-hmm. come out and do like the engagement mm-hmm. announcement and rolled the credits, you know, like here they are, put her in the white coat and then come out do the like, how they waved and then just I mean I, I kind of thought but like I, hey hey lifetime there was never a moment in this thing where I thought the two people on the screen were the real people like you didn't have no. to circle back around to remind me hey this these are the real I was always very aware the whole way through of who the real people are 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we know. And I, I felt like it was just a weird way to end it. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they chose. It was like, they, it was like yeah. the, the lifetime movie needed to be finished filming by this date. And by this day, yes. here's what Harry and Megan had done. They had gotten out of a car in their first post engagement appearance and walked somewhere like, so let's just yeah. go with that. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of what they went with. I mean, because I do feel like there were different times that they really cooked up. I mean, because I'm like, do we think that Prince Harry went to a Halloween party that Suits, the cast of Suits, was throwing <laughs> the frog? I mean, and I like how it feels like a the stretch. things that we do know, like like in their engagement or their post engagement interview, and she said they like to roast chicken. And so yes. we got to see in the movie, like, look, she's roasting chicken. Or it was like, the chicken's almost done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The roast chicken is almost mm-hmm. finished. But I'm going to tell you, because I had read enough, when he proposed to her, because he really kind of in the movie, like in Africa, after their dramatic encounter with the mm-hmm. lion, and then they had a very emotional mm-hmm. moment after that which we won't mm-hmm. go into detail but they went into that they had that and then it was like will you marry me and I was like where's the roast chicken I mean like what I thought the proposal came with the roast chicken what I didn't realize is that was like the informal proposal okay. apparently and then later which speaking of I'm going to tell you another line that I took okay. exception with when Prince William when he and Kate he and sour Kate because they were so <laughs> sour like what I mean, they were just bitter. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's the, and she was like, I mean, that's my job. When she said she was pregnant with mm-hmm. like the third baby, she was like, I'm a baby making machine. I was like, I don't really think that that's probably how Kate thinks. I don't know. But, but when he said, when he used this line, when she was like, well, Kate said something and he said, well, he bought swanted her. Oh yeah. Cause he took mm-hmm. her to Botswana. And I was like, what is bought her? I don't think that William said that. That doesn't feel Accurate. Well, I mean, I think the, the the bottom line is the movie was written by people who were doing exactly what we're doing right now, which is <laughs> taking like five facts that they yes. know and, and then just filling in, just filling in the gaps. Yeah. 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 It's some fan fiction. What I would really like to see if they truly were royal rebels, what I would like to see is, you know how like they would show movies and you have like the commentary by like different actors and actresses that were in the movies like, oh, during this scene, that's when we had to like hose down the streets mm-hmm. to make it look like it rained. I wish that we could see Megan and Harry watching oh, that 100%. movie. One hundred percent. That would be the greatest television. One hundred percent. Do you think they watched it? Here's the thing. If I were them, I could not help but watch it. Oh, I'd watch it. I'd watch it probably at least twice. Yeah, I would watch it and I would make fun. I would be like, look how dumb they made you look in that scene. It's like you think you're seeing your mom in that lion. Like you know, like, are you were wearing that frog costume? That never even happened. I would totally watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, maybe at some point we'll know. Maybe we'll get the lowdown on that. But I appreciate the effort, Lifetime. Like, in terms of, I think I said on this very podcast, not that long ago, I was going to need Lifetime to come in strong with a movie yep. about their engagement. And lo and behold, Lifetime came in strong. I don't know they that did. Lifetime came in accurate. No, and I don't. I don't know that Lifetime came in super realistically, but they came in strong, and I appreciate it. I I could not agree more. And I think when you have two weeks to write a script, I mean, you can only expect so much. I right. mean, you know. And, and I felt like the Halloween party, even like because you know we love the book, the Royal We. I feel mm-hmm. like it was kind of 
I felt like they had watched, they had read that book mm-hmm. before. I felt like they were like, oh, a Halloween party where he's disguised. That's a good thing. Because I'm like, who's the Canadian guy like talking trash about, <laughs> I mean, do you really think like a bunch of Canadians sit around the bar? They're like, Prince Harry didn't really fly in Afghanistan. I don't think anybody, mm. I don't really think that's bar talk. No, no. I don't really think that's how on the topic list. No, I don't think anybody cares. I think they're like, hey, what's whatever hockey team doing this week? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So as, as I don't know, as, as luck or fate or God's providence would have it, this past week, um, you know, it was Mother's Day. Yes, it was. And one of the gifts I got for Mother's Day, you know, I, I've always maintained that I don't really like a perfume, that I can't yeah. I can't really do a perfume. Yeah. But when I ordered my title, the moisturizer I've been using, the yes. last time I ordered it, I got some samples. And one of the samples I got was um, some Joe Malone cologne. Mm, I love Joe Malone. Okay. So I got a little sample and I got... What'd you get? I got the lime basil mandarin. And I have a couple of friends who wear Jo Malone. And I was like, oh, I I mean, I really love the way it smelled. And so the sample came in and I used it. Like I actually, you know, because I felt like I was stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit, but I loved it. And and then um, David walked by the bathroom one day after I'd sprayed it. And he was like, what is that? That smells great. And Mm -hmm. I said, it's this Jo Malone cologne. I have a little sample. It's called lime basil mandarin. And I really like it. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, that was one of the things that I got for Mother's Day. And I had never, I I would have never bought it for myself because it's a little pricey. Yeah. um, But I love it so much. And so I I can only hope that, first of all, I will, if I do, in fact, get up Saturday morning, I'm going to spray my Jo Malone cologne on to watch the royal wedding. Yes. Because I need some British perfume to carry me into the day but I wonder like I wonder is there an official perfumer is that the word of the royal wedding is Joe Malone I just think surely she would be the go-to for that right I don't know but I mean you would think I mean I feel like you know I have loved her I love all her scents but my favorite is the wood sage and sea salt because it's kind of like a it's a woody scent like mm-hmm. it's just not sweet which I love I also do love the lime basil and mandarin um but I love them because you put them on and it smells so good but it doesn't stick to you like Mm-mm. heavy it's just a light like because I'm same. like I felt like at some point for as much as I used to wear my you know my Lorraine by Ralph Lauren my beautiful by poison, Estee Lauder mm-hmm. yes, my poison by Christian Dior I can't wear a heavy perfume anymore but Joe Malone scents, I mean, they are pricey. But I will say, I have a small bottle and it lasts forever. Like, it really lasts a long time. Well, I like it for the exact reason you said, which is you spray it on and you're like, God, this smells so good. And then you just, through the day, you get a little whiff every now and again. Mm-hmm. But it's not this lingering cloud that stays over you. I don't know how that happens. But for me to love citrus and herb smells like I do, this yeah. lime and mandarin and basil all together is I mean, I, it's it's dreamy. I love it so much. And so I was so happy to, you know, the week of the royal wedding, get a little British cologne. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I think you for sure are going to need to spray that Saturday morning as you get up so you can have that British scent as you sit and watch the royal wedding. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good call. Okay. So I guess the next time we talk, we can recap. Well, for sure, because there's going to be so much to recap. I mean... 
I just, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's just going to be a lot to break down her dress, her hair, the family Mm -hmm. who walks her down the aisle. I mean, Mm -hmm. and then there's so many details because here's the other thing too. And I saw somebody say this, like, are we not going to get the Royal kiss? Because I don't think that where they're getting married, I don't think they're going to end up back on the balcony. Right, because they won't go back to Buckingham Palace. They won't go back to Buckingham Palace. So are we going to miss, like, are we not going to get to see the kiss? Because I feel like I need that. I feel like they've got plenty of balcony options. Like, that's true. I feel like there's a balcony somewhere. Certainly. I mean, we need to, don't we? I mean, I feel like we're entitled to that. We're emotionally invested in this deal. Well, for sure we are. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just super excited. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like I, when I think about this weekend, I, even though it's not, we don't have a whole lot going on now that lacrosse season's over. But when I think about the fact that it's the royal wedding, I kind of want to. I want to clap my hands a little bit. It makes me happy. Yeah, I know. I feel good about it. I mean, like if I feel like if I had a a, a t shirt with the British flag on it, I would wear it to soccer on Saturday, but. I don't. So. I don't either, but I kind of feel like I need one. Yeah, I know. wonder if we could find one somewhere. Probably not. I know. Probably not. Maybe I'll bring my Harry and Meghan wedding ornament and I'll just <laughs> hang it off my purse like a tassel. Like <laughs> That's right. Or just an earring. Just a little, a little, a little yes. simple statement just earring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering if I am team Harry and Meghan, yes, I am. Weave it into a ponytail holder. Let it let it go. just hang there in the back. Mm-hmm. Perry would never be more proud to be with me. I, I feel like <laughs> he would be utterly perplexed, and he would tell you it was dumb. How mm-hmm. he would say, "Why do you even care? That's so stupid. Why do we care about what's going on in London?" That would be mm-hmm. his whole. He doesn't understand any of it. He doesn't understand. I care anything. deeply. He doesn't care, but I am invested, and that's what mm-hmm. makes the world go round. Okay, so we will recap the next time we talk, but we hope y'all enjoy the royal wedding. We thank you for indulging all of our speculation and the fact that we haven't really had a lot of facts to go on, but we haven't let that stop us. Absolutely, which really is the theme for our entire podcast. (laughs) Yep, that's what we do. Yep, we don't let the facts stand in the way of a good story. That's right. All right. So y'all enjoy and we will talk to y'all later. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.